Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Fasting, you know, the Bible says that all things work together for good to do that those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it's not only one thing. It is a one thing works for good. He said all things work. So you have different, different, different things coming together to contribute to make what must be, be. All right. But the, when, for instance, when someone during maybe uh, a crisis time, maybe an, a car crash, the person can lose their leg, but they'll be okay. They can lose their arm, they'll be okay. They can lose their ear, they'll be okay. They can lose all their teeth, they'll be okay. They can lose even both eyes, they'll be okay. But they can't lose their heart and be okay. They can't lose their head and be okay. There are some things, that's why it's very dangerous for anyone to be stabbed. When the person is stabbed around the torso area, there's going to be a major problem, maybe internally bleeding to death or something. Because some things, and all my fingers are necessary. Okay, it all works together for good. You know, but there are people who have lost their fingers. They cannot type, but they are still living. Yeah. All right, but you cannot lose your heart. They, 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 they take out your heart or they take out some vital organ and be okay. Now, there, if all things work together, it, as Though all things work together, there are certain things among the all things that are crucial things. Okay. There are crucial things that will make things really work well. It will make things really work well. Recently, Brother Joel had a flat tie, and the recovery guys said it would take a bit of time to come and help him. And he really had to go to, uh, to, the, to the house to fix. He had a lot of work to do. So I was told, he said, I'm going to just drive on the flat tire and go. And I was saying, now it will destroy the realm and everything. He said, well, I just have to go. So I'll manage and drive like that. You know, so there are times people have situations like that. They manage to drive and go. But not when you run out of fuel. You can't manage to drive. <laughs> when you run out of fuel, you can't. If you, if you lost your keys, your car keys, in ignition keys, you can't manage to drive. You, you can't manage. If someone's car is scratched or there was a, a, a time someone ran into somebody I know and it was an, a collision, the whole front was damaged. But a guy managed to drive his car home. So normally when you call insurance, one of the first thing they will ask is, is anyone injured? The second thing, is the car drivable? <laughs> Even though the car is damaged, is it drivable? You know, there are some things that car can drive, but when other things are out of place, the car cannot drive. All things work together for the car to move, but there are some things, even if they are out of place, the car can move, but it's not in the perfect state. Mm -hmm. Now, there are certain things that must be in place in your life for things to really fast accelerate and work well. Some of the things that are necessary for things to work in a Christian's life is prayer. Is Fasting, that's why we are fasting. But haven't you seen people who are fasting and they are fast asleep in life? 
<laughs> you know, the, some of you have fasted, but things have fastened in your life. <laughs> so then there are things, oh, but you have to work hard. There are people who are working hard and life is equally bad. Work, they work harder than the United Kingdom Prime Minister. They work hard. They work hard. But, you know, hard work is necessary. Prayer is necessary. Fasting is necessary. There are a lot of little, little things. Fellowships are all crucial. But there are certain cardinal ones. If you are not, you don't have it in place, forget it. You can't receive the hand of God. Number one is faith. Number one is faith. Faith is a master key. Because it is faith that makes your prayer work. It is faith that makes your worship meaningful. It is faith that makes our singing, singing significant. Other than that, your singing is useless. It's noise. It's noise. Any, any gathering, Christian gathering, so Christian gathering we, might, we may call it, that does not have faith and the Holy Spirit in it. It's just an, a regular non-alcoholic gathering. It doesn't just do anything. So faith is essential. But that's, I'm not talking about the master key of faith. I'm talking about another major one. I've mentioned it recently. I mentioned it again. But just, just Lord, Lord laid on my heart. I felt strong in my spirit to touch, revisit that subject. And I'm glad I'm going to visit it because God is going to visit somebody. Amen. It's our time of visitation. Amen. Our sacrifices must be geared towards what the thing says that if you had known, Luke chapter 19, 44, if you had known in this day of visitation, the things that pertain to your well-being, the things that make for your well-being, he said, if you, that you have known, um, uh, the, no, verse 42. If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, is the day of visitation, the things that belongeth, the things that belongeth unto thy peace. There are things that in your day of visitation you must know to do. You must, if you don't know to do. Yeah, uh, some time ago I went to, um, I was, I went to preach in Southampton and I was coming back to London and my train, let's say my train is 7.30 or 7.35. We got to the station, train station at 7.20. When we got to the train station, you know, once it's a, it's a busy train station, different trains come and they go. So when we got there, uh, we had 15 more minutes. And then two minutes later, a train came. The train came and then uh, I was chatting with my pastor friend. So we just went to the platform to check where the train, my train is. 35, so that's not it, because it was 20, uh, 22. So that's, that's not my train. So we start, sat there, kept chatting and kept chatting. When it was 35 or 34, just after 34, the doors shut. Then we said, ah, this train, is it not coming? Then we realized, actually, it is the train. The one that has been standing there for the past 30 minutes is my train. But I did not know the things that pertain to my peace. <laughs> I was well intentioned. I was there. I was there on time to catch my train, but I didn't know that was the train because you know sometimes the train will come and stop and yeah. pick passengers. And so I thought it's one of those trains. But I had come early and was waiting on the platform. 
and I was also waiting for my train to come. But my train was there, and I didn't know. If you have known in this your day the things that pertain that belongs to your peace, Jesus looked at Jerusalem and he wept over Jerusalem. They didn't know. They didn't know. They, he wept over it. Why? Because they didn't know. He said, Day is coming where every stone on every wall will be leveled. Every level, because you did not know. Verse 44, he said, For you did not know your day of visitor. Level to you and your children and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave, leave in you one stone upon them. Because why? Because you did not know. Know the time of your visitation. I'm prophesying. This is your day of visitation. The sons of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, the Bible says that they were men who understood the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. They understood the times. These are times where Issachar must arise. The sons of Issachar, who had understood who had understanding of the time, so they will not be following people to our Afro nation. They had understanding of the times, times and seasons. Bible says that the race is not to the swift in Ecclesiastes. The race is not to the swift, neither is bread to the men of why chapter, I think Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 or 11, verse 9. The race is not to the swift. Neither bread for men of understanding. It says that I returned and saw another son that the race is not to the swift, nor battle to the strong, nor bread to the wife, nor riches to the men of understanding, nor favor to men. But time kadashada Time and chance happens to everybody. What you do in your time is what determines whether you are a winner or not. What you said, time and chance happens to them all. Them all. All who have their time is not who, who gave birth to you. It's not your nationality. It's not your background. It's not even the school you attended. But there will be time and chance that will happen to all. Times is that if you had known in this, that, uh, in this your day, the day of your visitation, the things that pertain to your peace. Because it says that they will not leave any stone on 10. Verse 44 again, because, because you did not know the time that happens to everyone. The time of your visitation. The time of your... The, Romans puts it this way. In Romans chapter 13, verse, um, verse 12 and verse 14. It says that for the night is far spent. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. L let us put on the... Um, there, there's time you have to change your approach to life. He said, night is fast spent. That, that's why the other time when I was teaching in First Peter chapter 4, when we spoke about, in, in the time past, you used to do this. But, boy, you are not born again. Stop this girl-girl thing. Stop letting friends send you pictures of silly girls who are twerking. The devil is a liar. And then you are smiling. Say, hey, you guys, this thing you are saying, you give me your nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Times have changed. Sons of Isaac, they understood the times. They understood the times. Change your approach. Don't just fast. 
And after fast, go back to normal. Normal life, normal behavior, normal approach to life. Change your approach. Time. Time, boy. You are no more that young boy sitting under your mother's uh, uh, roof. You are no, you are, you are, you, you are, you can have children, you. You can impregnate a woman half down. You, sister, you think you are still a baby girl. You still, you are, contemporaries your age are having abortion. Abortion. Yeah, you can be somebody's mother, and in the next 15 years, you can be a grandmother. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you. So times are changing, but just that people don't realize times are changing. So when, even though the night is fast spent, we still are operating. This is how Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 puts it. He said, for when by this time, by this time, you know time. Though by this time you ought to be teachers, you still you still need someone to be calling you. Oh, why are you not coming to church? Why are you not logging on? You, are you, by this time you want someone to encourage you before you you take church. Hey, at least for don't forget that now you are a married man, you are a married woman, you have two children. Your wife has given birth. <laughs> children are going to grow under your under your leadership. And you are still doing, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Grow up! Grow up! You have finished uni. You are no more a boy. You have finished college. You are no more a girl. You have finished college. You have finished, you are under 18. 18 is just a figure. Your body is older than 18. <laughs> I feel like preaching. <sighs> God is so good, He's helping somebody. So you will never be stranded in life. In the next 20 years, 20 years time, you look back and you've gone way ahead of your contemporaries who didn't see the tsunami coming. So they didn't rise, they didn't climb to a higher plane. They stayed there partying when tsunami was coming. That, a few years ago, that tsunami that occurred and killed a lot of people in Asia. Many animals, more animals survived than human beings. Because when the tectonic plates under the seabed shifted, the animals had something was coming. And they started running to higher planes while human beings were parting. <laughs> they were parting. They were parting. They were parting. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They were parting. They were parting whilst animals were running for their life. They thought of everything. Is it not the same thing that happened in Luke chapter 17, verse 25, 26? He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of God. Men were being married and eating and being given to marriage. Verse, 30, verse 7, 37. They ate and drank married wives and uh, were given to marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them. <laughs> they were living normal. Noah warned them. It wasn't that they, did, they were not warned. They were warned, but they thought, oh, come on. We've heard this. 
You are at a junction in your life where you have to put in systems that will give you an advantage in life. And one of the major systems, I'm about to mention it, Ephesians Kada Shahada, chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. Honor your father and your mother. How about that? So that's the first commandment that came with a promise attached to it. Yeah. The first commandment that came with a, a promise attached to it. When you buy a phone, it comes with a charging cable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A charging cable is attached to it. <laughs> when you buy it from YouTube, it might not come in a box. No, I say YouTube. Um, the other one, eBay or Gumtree, if someone's finished using it and they will, so you bought the thing, it doesn't come with a box, they just wrap it in, you know, the bubble wrap, put in an envelope, no charger. <laughs> yeah. And when you buy it from Apple fresh in there, so it comes with a charger, it comes with, it's, it's part of it. God said, I'm the Lord your God, that shall not have any other God before me. He was just telling you, just telling you, just telling you. Then, when it comes to relationships, the first thing he said about relationship is honor your father and your mother. He said that is the first commandment that came with a promise attached to it. So, what does that mean? He said the commandments that came with terms and conditions. If you do this, this is what you follow. It's a commandment, but it looks like it's an open door into a promise. So you don't have to go and pray and fast for God to give you that promise. Once he promises, he will do it. So he said, the promise is already given. How do I secure that promise? He said, honor your mother and your father, and that promise kicks in. So once you do that, you know the way Abraham sacrificed Isaac, and God said, hey, by myself, I swear. Abraham, this thing you have done, I swear I'll bless you. I swear, you know, God promised you bless him. There are, there's, that's not the only promise in the Bible. The Bible is full of promises and covenants. This, uh, there's another, this other promise which is good, but it's only you receive that promise. It's a guarantee. It's like someone, uh, someone sends you um, um, a gift card. Apple gift card, and it has 10,000 pounds on it. You can buy a new laptop, you can buy a new MacBook, you can buy new iPhone, and then buy one for your sister, you know, and then, because it's, it's, it's all loaded on the card. All you have to do is just get the card. Let's get access to the card. Now, God's promise is like a store card, or a credit, not a credit card, uh, like, um, yeah, that card, the store card with credit on it. So it's a good, a gift card. So God's promise is like a gift card. So once he gives you that promise, just go use it. It works. Now he said, there is a particular promise he has, which comes with honoring your father and mother, whether your mother is educated or not, whether it's a Christian or not. A father is a father and a mother is a mother. Maybe if you don't know who a father is, you have to just go to the dictionary and discover who a father is. And then now, once you know who a father is, use the honor principle and extract what God has said. Wow. So all you need to know is uh, who is a father? Who is, who is my mother? 
And there are different types of fathers. There's a biological father, and there you um, father and mother. We have um, step fathers and mothers. We have fathers who a father who led you into Christ. So the person met you on the red road, spoke, preached, preached to you, and you gave your life to Christ. It's like he begot you. He gave birth to you into Christ, okay, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. So there are people who beget us into Christ. And then there are fathers of a move, or fathers of, uh, like, you know, in United Kingdom, we have, or America, they are founding fathers. Uh, some of them, you don't live to see them. You are not. But then, and we have spiritual fathers, someone who has been saddled by God with the responsibility of birthing a certain type of leadership in a, in a particular jurisdiction or particular denomination or partic particular uh, uh, local assembly. So they birth it and they are the ones everybody looks up to and listens to. They are a father. And now these are spiritual fathers and many spiritual fathers also operate as pastors. They also operate as pastors. So they guide you, they teach you, they, they father you into your spiritual destiny. So there are types of fathers. Now, if you want a certain type of promise, that promise that God gave, it came attached to how you treat a father. So, uh, 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 so that means how you treat a mother or a father matters to God. Okay. You who are always fighting with your father. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you. You are mad. You are not. <laughs> you, you, you hate your mother, you hate your future. You hate your father, you hate your future. No, but it's such a bad man. It's a, yeah, that is true. That might be true. But you have to find a way of not falling in the category where you, you don't have covering. You know, can you imagine? You know, there are some police officers who are very bad, bad cops, very wicked, and some of them even do what is wrong. They can stop you, abuse you, and uh, insult you, and speak to you, and it's wrong. You don't fight them and slap them. You are in the wrong. So you just go through the process, and then you can complain and, and uh, get your lawyers to take care of the matter. So you don't take power, authority in your hands, and deal with the one who is wrong, wrongfully. So you are doing it wrong, and you are dealing with, you have actually complicated your matter, because let's say if my, uh, somebody's brother ace mom, it's not nice to him. And Brother A's mom treats him very bad, uh, not nice, and humiliated him before people. And Brother A decided, I will, I will fight you to death. You are a stupid woman. I hate you. It's because the mother did it. And he has a justification. Now watch this. The wrong of the mother cannot be compared to the wrong of Brother A. The cost of brother A's action is nowhere near compa compared, uh, nowhere near what the, the wrong the mother has done to him. What the mother did to him, for which reason he's reacting, his reaction is doing more harm to himself than what the mother has done to him. So if what the mother has done to him is going to account for 5% of the sufferings he's going to what he's doing to himself will account for 90%. So why do you spend 10,000 pounds to solve a 50-pound problem? <laughs> because of your emotions. You have to realize that this direction I'm going might not help me. Am I talking to somebody at all? Yes. Let me tell you something. When you look across life, 
if as you are growing, you will notice. Just just do an inventory. Look at some of your cousins, your relatives, and people. Just look at people whose suffering doesn't make sense. Things are not working. And it's like one thing, they, sometimes it's get a big job and by the time realize something has happened and then they sack them. And it's like trend. And just watch it. Try and check their relationships with either their mother or father, whether it's that of honor or not. Or when you see someone who is at loggerheads and really, you know, sometimes maybe you don't talk to somebody because of several complicated reasons. It is different from choosing, I'm going to, dishonor you and disrespect you. No, that's a different thing. So sometimes you might not even have a relationship with somebody and you don't have a dynamic talking relationship. It's not like uh, just go there way because it has always been like that. It's different from when you choose that now I'm going to uh, dishonor this person and that's a, a, a whole new ballgame. Now, but if you don't even have a relationship with somebody and you know, you know the, the person plays a, ma a fatherly role, a motherly role. Then you choose that because of this role the person plays, I will choose to give you a certain level of respect. That you have, you have activated a certain blessing that heaven has to react towards you. Honor your father. Please listen, it's father first, okay? Mm. <laughs> most, people, most people don't check the scriptures very well. When you read the scripture, if you're a Christian, you believe all the scripture. When you read it very careful, that time I was preaching. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother. We normally say, it's father and mother. It's usually father and then mother. Father and then mother. Father and then mother. Father and then mother. The Bible tells the wives to submit to the husbands before it tells the husband what they, what they ought to do. Wow. <laughs> the privilege of a father shouldn't be toyed with. Because it, 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 Rebecca knew that there's two children in my womb. These two children are going to, one is going to be great, the other one is going to be less, less great. She knew by revelation and contacting God. She knew, God told her, there are two nations in your womb. One, the younger, the older will serve the younger. However, watch this. However, she didn't have what it takes to enforce it. What it took to enforce it was in the hands of the father. So he took the father to issue, he was about to issue the blessings wrongfully. So the mother had to use what women are good with. Had to trick the man. She was behind the scenes. She's pulling strings behind the scenes. The woman won't can use you against your father easily. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Easily, so you know, do it, do it, and you'll be convinced, and you, she will tell you it will work, and most of the time it works. And the, the boy said, "My father will curse me if he finds I'm too." He said, "Let this, let the curse come on me, go boy." She, she, she got the guy, and because she was on the in the godly line, she was on a godly path. It worked in line with God's purposes. So, but she couldn't uh, deliver the blessings. Because it, she didn't carry what it takes. She carried the children in her womb nine months, but she didn't carry the blessing they needed to make them do well in life. Honor your father and your mom. <laughs> mama, 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 mama. That's why Satan tries to inspire godless fathers to be misbehave to the hurt of their children. 
So he said it in the verse 4. Fathers! Look at first Peter, Ephesians. And you, he didn't say mothers. You fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't do it. You will hurt your future. Father, God will judge you. But bring them up in the training and Don't provoke them. Don't do things that will make a child in the position to dishonor you, to hurt their future. I know you don't like their mother, but be careful. Be careful you don't become the one who provoked them. You provoked them. You were provocative. This aggression and provocations of Russia. <laughs> That's what we need here in the West. <laughs> don't provoke them. He said, it's strange. He said, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. That's a serious one. You've left home, gone for another woman. You don't care about your children. You treat them like they, they don't exist. You let these children grow up with pain in their heart and sense of rejection. And then on their wedding day, you come and say, I do. You, you what? <laughs> Thank God for church. Like you. <laughs> no one will look at you. <laughs> you, are, you didn't take care of your children, useless man. You have come to stand there, I do. <laughs> but well, you, no one should end, take what belongs to a father from a father because you break a divine order. Tell that pepper pig that keeps saying, silly daddy, silly daddy, it's a demonic, uh, that pepper pig thing is demonic. That mindset, silly daddy. See that everything daddy is silly. Everything mommy is fine. Mommy is always the wiser one. Daddy is always making silly mistakes. Granddad is always ignorant. And children are being trained to have this idea about men and daddies. Men and daddies unconsciously growing to know that daddies can be very stupid. Many, many homes have driven the men away. Because of lack of honor. Your mother's mouth like uh, megaphone. <laughs> I'm talking to a certain wife. You are listening to me. You know I'm talking to you. Your mouth is driving this man away from the house. He's in the house, but his heart is not there. Because when he's coming to the house, it feels like he's coming into a, a, a lion's den. Wow. <laughs> War zone. You have created a war zone. Even the Bible said it is better to live in the corners of a building than to live in the same house with a contentious woman. And some of you, can I preach at all? You are very much like your mother. You have to let the word of God work on you other than that you can't sustain a man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that one is a copy and paste. <laughs> I'm saying some strong stuff, man. Yeah. Strong stuff. Oh, this is all misogynistic, misogynistic uh, 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 ranting. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Suit yourself. Suit yourself. <laughs> when you lose sense of direction, any, every other thing is, is, is to be blamed but you. 
Your irresponsible approach to life is not to be blamed. Every other thing is their fault. It's their fault. That's why I'm like this. It's somebody's fault. It's the government's fault. That's why I can't, I can't get a job. But people come from overseas and they get it. <laughs> okay, I think it's getting too strong. But we are fasting, so it's good. Yes. When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? There are things that we have to know. Magadahande. I am preaching a prophetic message. I'm prophesying into our generation. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, Blessed are your ears, your eyes for what they see, and your ears for what they hear. Your ears for they hear. Many prophets wanted to hear. There are a lot of people, if they have heard this, they would have done better. It's not that they are bad, but they didn't hear some things, and they didn't know some things. But in the rest of life, ignorance is not an excuse. You touch electric, naked electric wires, you would die, whether you knew it was naked or not. Ignorance is not an excuse. So I'll give them teachers who feed them with knowledge. All right, let's go back to Ephesians chapter. Am I, am I, am I preaching at all? I am telling you why that boy you are going out with, if you keep it and marry him, you will suffer the rest of your life because he has, this, this, he has broken a law. He has, his, he has always, he doesn't respect his mother, his father, dishonored every authority in his life, and he thinks he can do well because he has giftings to rap. <laughs> he has a, a, a gift of rapping. <laughs> Sister, he looks cool. He looks very posh. He looks like the guy every woman wants. But grow up, get over that. That, that thing is not taking you anywhere. It's not taking you. His destiny is already compromised. He's grounded before the race begins. Yeah. Don't go to the field of the fatherless. <laughs> yeah, Proverbs said, go not to the field of the fatherless. God speaks for So, listen. So, there are certain territories, there are certain peoples you cannot, have, you can't make your allies. There are certain people you can't make your allies. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't make some people your allies. Because... The premise on which they are running, the track on which their life is running, is warped, is wobbly, is in the wrong direction. You join them, and you are also doing, going there. He said, tell Moses, tell the people to stay away from Korah, Numbers chapter 16. Tell them to go away. Anyone who loves his life, stay away from Korah because something is coming after him. Anyone who stays, Bible says the earth opened and swallowed all of them, and everybody was around him. <laughs> who told you who your company, the company you keep that, what company you keep doesn't matter? Who told you? And the earth of his mind swallowed them with their household and all the men with Korah, every man with all their goods, everyone. Because earlier we said, tell the people to stay away from Korah because judgment is coming. Speak to the congregation, saying, so it's good for pastors to tell the congregation, there are some people, be careful about them. 
Get away from the tent of Korah, Dathan and Abiram. Sister, get away from the tent of that Orangus. Brother, get away from the tent of that person. Because something is ahead. It's coming. Jump out of that train because there is something ahead. Jump and roll. You'll be okay. Jump. You may sustain few bruises. It's better than living your, losing your life. This is a good birthday message. So, let's go back to Ephesians chapter. Say, oh no, your father and mother, which is the which is the first commandment with promise. Look at, it is the only commandment, just first. The, ah, ah, why should I do it? Why should... Pastor, why should I honor my father? Why should I honor my look at he said no 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 it's not that they will bless you, it's not that they will give you money, that it will be just well with you. You, you, you. Not only ah Kandika Shunda, there are two major benefits. It's a master key in life. Two major benefits of honoring. He said it will be well with you and you will live long on the earth. Some people die quick, they are cut short, die prematurely. Some people, because of this pro this principle that has been broken, but science can never tell you. Because it's not in the realms of science to tell you these things. They'll tell you it's just it's metaphysical. But I, I, I know it's not just, it's metaphysical, yes, but it's spiritual. Spiritual. Blessed are your ears for they hear. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some people because they come from a background and a home of complete zero honor and dishonor. When they come to church, they can't even honor anybody. Then they have a problem. Why do you honor somebody? Oh, really? 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 That's the order of life. The order of life is honor. The order, how, how dare, how dare, watch this, how dare the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom dishonor the Queen? No way! You can't. You can't say, who is she? She's calling, who is she? Vasti. Vasti almost brought an entire, uh, an entire empire down because of single, singular dishonor. The leader said, if we don't deal with this this behavior, this behavior of dishonor, it will spread to the, the empire, the, the entire empire will collapse. One woman's dishonor was going to be a model for others. They said, let's remove her, Esther chapter 1. Let's remove her, remove her, and let's put somebody else there. The king calls the queen, I've got guests, you are so pretty. That's what sometimes pretty girls are very tough, difficult to manage. <laughs> oh, no, no, not pretty. Pretty looking. Because they spend all their energy on hair, on eyebrows, on eyelashes, fake eyelashes. <laughs> Pastor, are you trying to say there's nothing wrong? No, no, please. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. But it's certainly a concern when all your time is spent dressing. You're, you're doing, you see, there's so much on your head. And so little in your head is a problem. <laughs> hey! Hey! Is it not amazing? amazing. <laughs> hey, I can't believe I'm sharing this thing. There are many people today I receive all kinds of messages. 
Many people say, Pastor, you have really changed my life. You have really, since I came to Christ, my life has radically. I was flying and I, I met a certain lady on the plane and she told me, I know you. I said, oh, really? She said, my sister is in Caris. And she was telling me the story and she said, since my sister, since my sister joined Caris, she has changed drastically. It's so beautiful. The change is so colorful. She has changed for good, drastically. Yes. Because we are not in customer service. We are in pastoral work. Pastoring and nurturing people into glorious destinies. You will do well. You, you will do well. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and you will live long on the earth. If you believe in the Bible, then take it on face value. This is it. Can I tell you something? Excuse me. This does not mean anything else. Don't let us allegorize it that, oh, he's trying to say. No, no, it doesn't mean anything else. Honor is honor. It to be well with you means it to be well with you. How are you? I'm well. That's what it means. You want to keep saying, I'm well. How is your husband? Uh, she's well. He's well. How is your wife? She's well. How are your children? They are well. How is your health? It's well. How is your uh, career? It's well. How is your business? It's well. It's well, 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 well. How is your ministry? It's well. This is the key for it is well. He said, honor your father. And, and when, ooh, ooh, when God wants it to be well with you, he will send you an object of honor. Somebody you have to honor. He will send you a father figure. He will send you a mother figure because it is the only command. You know, it's, 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 it's the first commandment with promise. It comes with a promise. So when God wants it to be well with you, when God wants you to live longer, he will, he will send a father, a mother. If your father is dead, mother is dead. Or a father figure, a mother figure into your life. Just honor her, honor him, and see yourself rising. See things getting well with you. Some of the sicknesses is a spiritual omen that is on people because of dishonor. Medication can solve it. Hmm. Hey. Every success in life is traceable to honor. Every failure in life is equally traceable to dishonor. When anybody is doing well, check, they are honoring well. You can't do well if there's nobody you are honoring. You have to be honoring either God, either people, or either principles. There are principles, there are people who pray in tongues, they fast and pray, they shout and gyrate and do everything, but they don't honor the principle of studying, so they fail their exam. Yeah. Yeah. And then they say, oh God, why, why did you, God didn't let you down, it's you who let yourself down, you didn't study. You, did, you didn't study, please. Don't, don't blame God. You didn't, but I was doing God's work. Yeah, God will bless you for the work you have done, but, but your exam will punish you for the work you didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. So, God, man, or principle. Now, God, I quoted this scripture in Second Samuel chapter, sorry, First Samuel chapter 2, verse uh, 30. He said, those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. This is God speaking. He who honors me, I will honor. And in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9, he said, honor the Lord your God with 
all your with, with your your possessions. Did you see that? That Christianity that doesn't affect your material possession is not pure. It's not pure. It's the honor God with your possessions. Honor, honor the Lord with your possessions. That's why giving is just a normal, basic part aspect of worship. With your possession and with your first fruit, the, with, with the first fruit of uh, all your increase. When the increase comes, the first fruit is God's. It's, 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 it's a statement, God. I acknowledge you. People are struggling to give tithe. People are struggling to give first truth. It's because they don't want to honor God. And it's not like they want to dishonor God. But greed makes us, no, no, I, I, I'm fine. I don't need this. I don't need this. So honor God. Number two, honor man. Honor your natural father, your natural mother. Listen, it's very important, please. I know some of us have had issues, family, terrible family issues. And some family matters are very complex. If it's very complex, you need to seek counsel, a godly counsel for how to go about things. Because I can't just say that every, every situation is the same. Some of us know, some of us, the things you have been through because of who your mother is or who your father is, to the extent that social service had to get involved. Other than that, that woman would have killed you. She, you don't know why she hates you like that. And you are, are you supposed to honor that person? Is he your mother? Yes. Okay, the, the, the answer should tell you. He didn't say honor your parents who are good. Wow. Period. Father, honor. Mother, honor. Period. So, you honor your mother and father. And then you also honor, when we talk about uh, mother and father, the people you should honor. Okay. So, somebody can play a fatherly role in your life. You have to honor the person. So, everybody is multifaceted. So when you are dealing with me, deal, me, deal with me as a brother, you get family advice. <laughs> if you deal with me as a friend, friend you get a social uh, <laughs> co company. If you deal with me as a spiritual person who carries an anointing, you get the anointing to work for you. Yeah. So it, it depends on the angle. I, I don't have to force it. You choose what you want. So when, when my, if my wife treats me just as a husband, all she gets is just a husband. So I'll be, I'll be, God will be using me mightily and blessing people all over, all over people, like lives are changing. And I'll come home and my, what carry, I carry will not follow me home. Wow. It will manifest in the house because that's what I carry takes honor to let it, uh, 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 to let it take effect. Okay. Okay. That's a spiritual, the spiritual side. So, but let me come back. So, honor mother and father. So any father figure, there's already one you are. So if like my daughter, I'm the father, honors me as a natural father. Then secondly, I'm also a spiritual father. So she honors me as a spiritual father as well. So two dub, a double barrel honor. She shouldn't mix it. Double, or um, let's say Pastor Timmy. Pastor Tim, I'm his spiritual father. So he honors me as a father, spiritual father. And that changes dynamics. And then if he's honoring a pastor too, I'm his pastor. So he also honors me as a pastor. Two different angles. So now, honor your father and your mother, and it shall be well with you. Then, the other person you have to honor is husbands. He said, honor your wives. Husband, First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Husband, honor your wife. Honor your wife. Honor your, you see that? Give, giving honor to the wife. 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 Give it, you are a bishop, but give honor to your wife. Honor those in authority. And we read it in First Peter chapter 3 as well. Sorry, chapter 2, verse 13. So Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject to governing authorities. Subject to governing authorities. 
All right? And so it's important. And then First Peter chapter 12, I think verse 13 to it talks about, therefore submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether the king has to pray. And then when you go to the verse, verse 17, verse 17 says, fear God or honor all people. That's another one. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, honor the king. He's the leader. He's the head. So even if you are in church and a department, who is the king in that sense of that department? Honor the person. Don't say me, this one is just because of church. Oh, I will. I would never, there's a lady who sometimes go to me, and you know, I heard she said to somebody, I would never shake this person's hand. Hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't regard this person as a leader. You know, you know, you know, you are, you are breaking God's protocol. And it, 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 he who breaks the hedge, a serpent will bite. <laughs> he who breaks, see, there are a lot of people who are suffering things and are trying to fix it with prayer. Everything want to fix it with prayer. Where they are they? He said, he that digs a pit will fall into it. Remember this. Don't forget it, okay? Anyone who digs a pit falls into it. All right. And he who uh, whoso breaks the hedge, a serpent will. Don't break the hedge. Don't break the boundaries. You are breaking the principle. A serpent will bite you in spite of the prayers you are receiving. Okay, so honor father, mother, and father and mother, two, honor um, 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 authorities, uh, your, your, authority, uh, or your wife, three authorities, four, all men, and then five. That's the key one today. First Peter, sorry, First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. It's very obvious. It says that let the elders, now the Greek word elders here is presbyteros which means the ruling governors or those who make this, they rule in a church. This is church context. Everyone who is in charge of running a church is an elder. The group of people who are in charge of running churches or a church, they are elders. He said, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. They are ruling well. So let them be counted worthy. Why are you having a problem if they celebrate a pastor's birthday? You are a very ungrateful person. <laughs> you are a very forgetful and a mean person. You are a user. A user. Pastor Charles quoted a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. He said, if we have sown spiritual things into your life, is it robbery if we reap? We reap. So if we have sown spiritual, uh, spiritual things into your life, is it a great thing? If we reap your material thing, is it a great thing? What is so big about, I want to honor the, my pastor, my man of God, in a way that, um, obviously, everything the Bible teaches, much of it, apart from social things that are socially nice, but the core spiritual deep things the Bible teaches, unbelievers tend to have problems with it. They have problems with offering. They have problems with praying. They have problems with going to church regularly. They have problems with preaching. They have problem with honoring a man of God. They have problem with taking instructions from God's word. In fact, they have problem with actually the word of God. The word of God. They said, "This is how can you believe it? How can you believe it? How can you believe it?" So if we, sometimes you are, if we are not careful, you are in Christ, but your mind is not renewed. Your mind is operating like an unbeliever. 
Bible says that in the unbelievers, their understanding is darkened because of the futility, having the understanding darkened. Ephesians chapter 6, sorry, Ephesians chapter 4, verse, verse 17. Having their understanding darkened in the futility of their minds or their thinking, their minds. Their minds are futile when it comes to the life of God. Having their understanding is dark. Darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Blindness, or what does the next verse say? Verse 90. Blindness of their heart. Being past feeling have given themselves to lewdness to work all so unbelievers, because of the alien alien nature they have to the things of God. They won't appreciate it. Have you forgotten? You used to complain about prayer. You used to why are you going to church? Those people who have been preaching. Now you stand in the road and also preach. You used to, Pastor Tim was telling me, he used to lie, don't, he used not to lie to the people who will be preaching on the road. But now he also does that. Because unbelievers' approach to the things of God is just hostile. It's natural. And so if you, if you allow, there are people who said I've been in church for long, but they have unbelievers' mindset. When it comes to basic, some basic things, principles, and even in other religions, almost every other religion will respect their leaders. A man's enemies shall be those of their own house. So you have to be careful and always watch out. Because Paul said in Acts chapter 20, that I know that long after my departure from verse 29 and verse 30, long after my departure, shall ravenous wolves, grievous wolves, shall savage wolves will come in amongst you. You will notice that they are there. They are amongst us. So every pastor must watch out and advise and teach his congregation to spot out wolvish behavior, wolvish elements in our midst. Yes, they will always come because Satan has to attack us from inside. It's called the fifth column. Am mm-hmm. I not teaching? You are teaching. teaching. He said that honor, honor, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word. That's why a pastor who doesn't labor in the word is not doing a good job. <laughs> who labor. It's like hard work in the word of God and doctrine and teachings. Your life should change because of the teachings you are exposed to, not the music they are singing in the church. The pastor is the worship leader, not the singer. It's the pastor who sets the temperature of the worship, the temperature, the atmosphere of the house, through the sound teachings of God's word. People come and they understand what they are doing. There is a godly environment based on insight and understanding, which has been delivered by the pastor, not the music leader. It's coming. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hallelujah! So, wow, I'm preaching very long. So, so he said, let them be counted worthy of double honor. Uh, okay, what does that mean? When you read the verse 80, you know what it means by the double honor. This is not talking about, hello, sir, hello, sir. It's talking about material remuneration. <laughs> it's in your Bible. Because people's hearts are darkened, so they don't want to see. 
a laborer is worthy of his wages. It's not talking about uh, <laughs> feelings. It's just material. That's why I said, if we have some spiritual things to you, is it too much? Is it strange? Is it, is it strange? Is it strange to reap your material things? What is, what is wrong with you? What is all spiritual people? If we have some spiritual things, you have to determine whether spiritual things have been sold to you or not. And you have to validate its efficacy in your life by corresponding honor. That's the strong thing I've just said. We will all be receiving, amen, powerful, amen. But until you learn how to validate it through honor, honoring the vessel, even Jesus couldn't help people because of the problem of dishonor. If Jesus couldn't help, how am I, Pastor David? We are praying, the sickness said, no, 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 I won't go. I won't go. I have a reason to stay here. Your anointing can't work in this territory. I know it will work. It will say so no, sorry, it will work. Why? Because this one doesn't honor you. So your anointing is not <laughs> an anointing is not permitted to be effective where honor doesn't exist. That is why I said honor them. Honor them. Magado Godo Shahadi. Oh, Pastor, what's the scripture? Chapter 13 of Matthew, verse 20, 57. It is there. 56, 57. It's there, boy. So they were offended at Jesus. Huh? But Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor. Except in his own country. And it's okay, this is an honor in, an honor thing. The way you can be offended in preaching is a reflection of the honor you have for the preacher. It's an honor thing. It's an honor thing. But they didn't call me. They were organizing the pastor's birthday. They didn't call me. So you're upset. Get over it and do what you know you have to do. Make it a personal issue. When you don't have responsibilities and things to do properly, you, if any little thing just begins to offend you and, and um, um, yeah, offend you and trouble you. My brother passed by the house and saw that cake was being cut for me. He didn't even know. He was like, oh, so something's going on. I wasn't called. But what he didn't know was, even Pastor Hope didn't know who was coming around. I didn't know. I got up. I was, so was, they said, I was coming to cut it. What cake? And what's going on? I didn't know. I didn't know. Because there are important things I have to think about. How to feed the flock. It's more on my mind. Than how I'm going to eat a cake. Oh my goodness. I won't even, I'm probably not even the we are, we are fasting. I have to eat proper food. Or cake will overcome my tummy and it will help me. I have to <laughs> My pastor friend said, ah ah. So this June fasting thing, are you still doing it? Because you you bet. I said, sir, we are doing it too. Because I am not authorized to be celebrating when there is work to be done. There's work to be done. So I won't stop work and say, let's now church and just celebrate and celebrate and celebrate. No, 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 no. Some of our branches don't have their own premises. Yeah. Some of our branches are not dynamic enough. And some people are so old in our main branch that maybe it's time for sh the shedding, you know. So it's a, a lot of work needs to be done. This, this lockdown has exposed a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it has exposed a lot of things. It has exposed weaknesses and weak, wickedness 
Ain't his sisters. Hey. All right, let me not preach to you like I'm talking to bishops. <laughs> so, um, he said, let the elders that rule will be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the... And he says that, as it's written, the scripture has said that a laborer is worthy of his wages. And I was reading, Jesus said, I couldn't do much because uh, they dishonored him. And the next verse, sorry, the next verse says that, and he didn't do, is that he did not, he, uh, uh, now he did not do many mighty works. Oh, because of the unbelief. This whole thing, honoring has to do, you can't you can honor someone you don't believe in. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, uh, uh, first, first Timothy chapter 5, verse, verse 12, I quoted it recently. He said, know them that rule, rule amongst you. Okay. Uh, uh, the, uh, first, first Thessalonians 5, 12. First Thessalonians, uh, know them, brethren. Know, recognize those who, be, who labor amongst you over you in the Lord and who admonish you like I'm doing. And what should you do to them? He says that, and to esteem them very, esteem them very highly in love because of the job God has given them to do. Not because they speak good English. Not because they are handsome, they are beautiful, not because they are powerful. No, no, just the job. Because the job is it only works well for you when you honor that office. Be at peace amongst yourself. So the next group is the honoring the leaders of church. There's nothing strange to honor the one who teaches you God's word, who is guiding you in the ways of God. You have to determine is this really someone who has been a blessing to my life. It's my pastor. Some of you are brand pastors. You don't honor them. It's very easy to honor people who are far. Wow. It doesn't take faith and it doesn't take sacrifice. Wow. When people start getting closer and closer and you see their humanity, and for that matter, may I submit to you, honor is a decision, not a feeling. Hmm. You decide. So, okay, how, what does it mean to honor somebody? You discern what their uniqueness. So you have to design their usefulness, their uniqueness. All right. So the person's uniqueness, their, and then their excellence. Oh, I design this one carries some uniqueness or carries usefulness in my life. You have to design it. That's where it starts. You can't honor when you don't design. So I'm honoring my mom. I just honor because of who she has been in my life, how she's helped me. How she's, I honor the, her usefulness. I have only one natural mother. I have only one. I have only one natural um, um, mother-in-law. So I have to honor her. I have to, it's a choice. Oh, my mother, my mother is like this. It's too much like this. It doesn't, it, no, that's not the, pro, that, that's not conditional. Just honor because I have to discern. And once I discern it, I, I celebrate the uniqueness and reward the person's uniqueness or the youthfulness. So discern, celebrate, and reward. You have to know. And you choose to do what to reward it. You are rewar so you are not rewarding because of other things, but because of the uniqueness you have designed, you choose to reward that uniqueness. That is how to honor. When you honor benefits of honor, you will get well-being. Number two, you'll be elevated. Elevation. There's no promotion in life that doesn't come on the back of honor. Number three, you access grace, especially when you are dealing with a man of God. Every man of God will praise on grace. Because it's grace that makes you the man you are, or the woman of God you are. So when you, act, when you honor them, you access the grace that they are carrying. And it begins to favor you and bless you. It's not everything they have to pray for you about. They don't have to pray for you. You can tap into it and it works for you. 
and uh, and then number four, you get honor, access. You'll be honored and you'll get access to all kinds of places that, wow, is this me? Is this God has favored me? God has, things are working. Hey, things are working. You are honored. People are, people are opening doors for you. Because you are honoring, honor comes to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you dishonor, dishonor is what you also find. Dishonor will locate you wherever you are if you walk in dishonor, if you dishonor others. Dishonor will chase you. It will hunt you down like the way America hunted Osama bin Laden down. If it, if it, if it takes 10 years, it will catch up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I started by saying that. Look at, look at the families some of us are familiar with. People who have dishonored parents, mothers, fathers, and look at their lives. And just give them time, you see. Most of them, their relationships don't work. Marriages don't work. Health, problem. Today, the young lady, the doctor said your heart is bigger than an old lady's heart. Wow. Where did that come from? I'm not saying heart problems, but I'm trying all kinds of sometimes unforeseen challenge. It just comes on the person. Crisis just come. You go and give birth, and one of the ears of your child is like a bat. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. So people are reaping what they are sowing by don't realizing where the problem is coming from. That is the that is what. Teachings and insights into God's word can do for people. So we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Lest Satan has an advantage of it. No, we are not ignorant. We know. So he's provoking you to dishonor and gossip about your leader. Dishonor and treat him in a way because you are upset by the way. Every human being, you can either treat them like human being or deal with the person from his human's point of view or his spiritual point of view or the grace uh, like office point of view, the grace that the person carries. But when you, when you look at the person critically, you notice that he, he also have normal human flaws. And that can be sometimes destructive. That is why pure honor, as time goes on, faith must kick in and spirituality must be engaged. Other than that, it gets to a time you, you will not continue because he may say something that will really offend you. She may say something or she do something that I, don't, I really didn't like. Uh, two years ago, he said something. I really didn't like. Seven years, uh, three years ago, uh, we went to preach in Stratford. And me and my friends, we were just being funny. And you, you separated me. And up to now, the head is man. I will dishonor you. Listen, if you are not careful, eh, Satan will use that against you. And it will bite your marriage. It will bite your family. It will bite your career. It will bite your ministry. No minister who have dishonored others who have helped them that ever does well in ministry. Check the records. Check the records. If you see any minister doing very well, when you check, he's honoring a lot of people, some key people. Sometimes there's passive dishonor and active. The passive one is, I'm sitting with the guys. They are talking against him, and I'm fine. I'm fine. Maybe I won't say something, but I'm fine. I'm dishonoring. Passive. I'm passive, but I'm entertaining some things. You dare not come and sit in front of me and begin to lambast my wife. I, 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 will, I will put you in your place. You can't talk to me about my wife like that. I'll put you in your place. I won't allow it. In the same way, anyone you, dis, you, you honor, you will entertain some things, negative things about the person. Hey, I've taught this evening. This is a birthday gift. Yes, 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 yes. I was just in the office, God clearly had it. Teach on honor. Because it's hurting too many people. And they are trying to use prayer to fix it. They are trying to use declaration. I receive! I receive! They are trying to use wishes. Wishes, I wish. One day, one day. It won't change until you change that issue. 
Honor is a master key. So when it comes to honor, that's why you have to also stay spiritual. And association can infect you. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24, I think so. Proverbs 22, 24, or the other way around. 22, 24. Yeah, this is it. Don't make friendship or make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, don't go. The person is bitter about your, maybe your church. Bitter about your man of God. Bitter about your father. Bitter about your mother. Bitter about your boss. Don't befriend such a person. Why? Look at the next verse. Why? Lest you learn their ways and set a snare for your soul. You say, oh, me, I'm just amongst them. I'm not doing I'm not. No, you will learn their ways. Before you could see, the thing has polluted. You have, they, they have a negative feeling towards this person. Or they have a negative feeling towards your mother. And they are your friends. You are eating with them. Before you could say, Jack, you, are, you keep hearing them, but you don't join them. You say, I don't even agree with them. But what are you hungry? Why are you still keeping quiet? Why are you quiet? Why are you quiet? Constantly hearing this quietly. So I, mean, I just like their company. So before you could say, Jack, one day your mom said, hey, why are you going to say, mom, I'm tired of this. Hey, hey, why? Mom, why? Am I not so old? Oh, where is this coming from? Oh, really? You have joined some, a team of a bunch of dishonoring, um, I always use the word, I must use the word rogues, but dishonoring <laughs> Folks, yeah, that's the right way. And so you have caught it. You have caught it and have set a snare for your soul. It's in your, in your Bibli, yes. Biblia. Yes. Yeah. Lest you, give me the uh, NIV from 24. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with him, uh, 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 with one easily angered. Uh -huh. What happens? Or you may learn his ways and you you, uh, you get yourself ensnared. So now you have inhabited, or sorry, inherited their bitterness. You can inherit other people's bitterness and offense. Is, how many of you know that what I'm talking about? Someone can be offended with someone, and because they are your friends, they, they transfer the offense to you. This person they are offended with has not done anything to you. You don't even know the details, but now you are also offended with them. Yeah, it's a virus. Offense is like, it's, very, it's a virus. It's a contagious, dangerous virus. We have to be using a lot of face masks when it comes to offended people. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast.